Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Welcome, everyone. I'm Diego Sanchez, COO of HW Media, filling in for Sarah Wheeler while she's on leave. Today, I'm joined by Altos Research President Mike Simonson. Altos Research was recently acquired by HW Media, and we're already integrating data from Altos into news coverage on HousingWire and Real Trends. Mike, it's great to have you on HousingWire Daily today. Diego, it's great to be here. Before we dive into all the amazing data you have at Altos, could you briefly introduce yourself to the HousingWire Daily audience? Sure. So uh, I'm Mike Simonson. Uh, I founded Altos Research actually in t- 2006 uh, yeah, to, to to really bring insights on the on the housing market in real time to people the the people who need it. And we focus on we 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 work with thousands and many thousands of realtors around the country, real estate professionals, loan officers. That part of the ecosystem. We we also work with big. Enterprises, uh, big financial institutions, people who have exposure to the the U.S. real estate market, and uh, I'm a longtime Silicon Valley data geek. Done a bunch of data software over the years, and uh, just 15, 16 years ago, decided that the housing data was where I was going to focus my efforts. You publish a weekly housing market update on YouTube that's followed by over ten thousand housing professionals over the past few weeks. I've been a little frustrated by the declines in inventory that you've been tracking. What do you think is happening there? Uh, yeah. So, you know, at Altos, we track every home for sale in the country every week. And so then we, we, we track all the changes in the, the, those metrics, all the pricing, the supply and demand. And, and, and that's the, the data that we re- report on at the national level. I do in my video and the, the local levels down to the zip code level in, in every zip in the country. And so we've been seeing inventory fall. It's January. So it's the low point of inventory for the year. That's, so in some ways, it's normal seasonal that inventory would fall in January. What's unusual or what's notable right now is that in the third and fourth quarter last year, the market slowed so dramatically that inventory was climbing even to through all the way through October. Like there were so few buyers that there were, that inventory was climbing way late in the year. And so if you had a really bearish view on, on housing, you could, you would have predicted that, that inventory would be rising in January new sellers after the new year, people who pulled their house off the market and started uh, listing that again after the new year. And there's no buyers. So like this bear, if, if the bearish scenario continued, we should have, ex- we would have expected that inventory would be rising dramatically right now. And it's not. And it's really, it's not because of two factors. Uh, one is that, that the, there are more buyers Right now, than there have been in six, eight months. Like there, there are buyers out there. Uh, they rates have drifted back down closer to six percent. Buyers know that. Maybe they're also used to rent, like their the, the rates at that level, and so they're they're starting to understand things are settling in. Uh, 
Um, so the so demand is higher than certainly what I expected last fall. Demand is higher now. Um, and on the other side, though, is sellers are actually lower. So supply is lower than you'd expect. And fewer sellers are coming to market now than last year at this time. So last year at this time, inventory was super low because we had not many sellers and tons of you know buyer activity trying to take advantage of the last of the 3% mortgage rates. And this year, we have even fewer sellers because now we have everyone is locked in in their 3% rates and they don't want to sell and move into a 6% environment. So we have very few sellers and we have a pickup in buyers from the fourth quarter and suddenly inventory has been falling week over week. Inventory in February should turn around. We should start to see a little more spring inventory um, and those would be like helpful signs for, you know, because that means all participants are starting to come back a little bit more in into the market. So I still expect inventory to be rising in February. We're seeing some declines in mortgage rates, uh, especially since the Fed meeting yesterday. There's been a noticeable decline over the past 24 hours. Do you think that helps sellers get off the sidelines? Yeah, you know, it might. Like if rates come down there around six, if they sneak under six and start drifting towards five, we could see last summer in July and August, rates were kind of drifting around the five and a half to five percent range. And there was significantly more activity. Activity slowed dramatically in the second quarter. It picked up a little bit in the third quarter. And then the first week of September, rates spiked. Five and a half, six and a half, seven and a half percent, and that's when rates. Uh, that's when activity stopped cold. So, so it'd be really fascinating. I've been thinking about about rates under, you know, in the fives as helping buyers, but it, it could be that it actually helps us get some inventory too. In your video this week, you highlighted a potential bounce off the bottom in terms of demand. Do you feel like the tide is turning a little bit in the housing market on the demand side? We we certainly have uh, a, a rebound in demand from what we had in the ice cold fourth quarter. And so that's that's showing up in things like we can see multiple offers on homes. We can see. Uh, we can see the percentage of homes on the market now that need to take a price cut is falling dramatically each week. And that's an indicator if I have my house listed and I have no offers or no traffic, now I start thinking about doing a price cut to, to generate demand. If I have offers or if, and if the guy down the street had multiple offers, now I'm not cutting my price. So we can use price reductions as an indicator of, of demand. And because price reductions are falling pretty pretty dramatically, uh, that that indicates we are definitely on a have a rebound of the demand from from the fourth quarter. What's you know there's still some macro economic risks for the year. Like, do we get hit with a recession? Those kind of things. That is this a sustained bounce? Is it a temporary one? Those are that's a little murkier. But it is. But there is indeed a, a, a like a, a real bounce in demand, and it's and it's nationwide too. I like to see it. On Monday, you're joining our Housing Wire Housing Market Update virtual event. 
where you and other distinguished housing analysts will provide your predictions for 2023. What do you think is going to happen with home prices and inventory over the next couple of months and then throughout 2023? So I expect 2023 to follow a more historically normal seasonal pattern, especially in inventory, which would mean inventory would start rising notably in February. It peaks at the end of July or maybe in August and then starts curving back down. If, uh, and so what's been interesting though, is the first signals in January have been almost like the market is behaving inventory wise, more like the pandemic years. Than previous, so inventory is still falling each week, and uh, and so if 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 inventory keeps falling through through February like it did last year, all the way until March, uh, then then all of a sudden we're going to be at a pretty tight shortage of homes for sale. I mean, we're already at a shortage of homes for sale, and it'll it'll be even more exacerbated. And so any amount of demand is met with tight supply, and that keeps a floor on prices. And so, you know, we have that, we, you know, the signals we have right now for the first quarter are exactly that. We have tight supply. We have a reasonable amount of demand. It's not massive demand, but it's a reasonable amount of demand. And that's keeping a floor on prices. Prices adjusting down last fall, but, but right now they don't, they're, they're not. And so, um, so that is, um, there aren't any signals anywhere in the data of a surge in inventory. So, you know, distressed sellers or people panicking because of their investments, there's no sign anywhere in the data that we're going to have a lot of inventory this year. And so, um, and so that like in this, when, when you restrict the supply, the supply demand equation, like ends up with a, with price support. On the other hand, it's hard to imagine any scenario where prices surge this year. You know, even in a world where demand is picking up and supply is tight, we still have dramatically less affordable payments because mortgage rates are so much higher than we did a year ago. And so it's really hard to see a scenario where where you'd have any kind of price appreciation. So that leads me to assume we're, you know, we're at a year over year flat. 0% 0% home price gain, give or take, for the year 2023. Um, uh, and the signals I'd been looking for, like, does that does a fourth quarter trend keep going or does it reset? And it's reset. So, like, that's where we're looking for uh, that. Those are the, the signals that we're looking at right now. It seems like we're riding a fine line between Logan Motoshami's savagely unhealthy housing market with a real lack of supply and maybe some signs that it's getting a little bit healthier. Uh, the price signals say to me that some supply, you know, some supply might come off the sidelines. Mortgage rates might lead some supply to come off the sidelines. So we're kind of in the middle there. Yeah, there were some signs that this year would be finally better for first-time homebuyers. So first time home buyers in in and in Logan's savagely unhealthy characterization, you know, when you want to go, you're 33 years old and you want to buy your first house and start your family and it, you know, and you get outbid by 30 other people like we were having last year, like that is not a good market, right? It's not a healthy market for anybody. And so, you know, when demand comes back down, 
And now if I, I have my, uh, you know, as a first time home buyer, I have there are like mortgage programs that allow my rate to get bought down, you know, that, that allow me to have less expensive um, payments. And, and so like there were some signals that, that we were getting, like this could be an improvement on that savagely unhealthiness this year. Um, all of a sudden, you know, now we're starting to see multiple offer scenarios again. And, you know, like, like hopefully it's not accelerating t- too much. I can't, it's, it's really hard to imagine a, a hot market like it, <laughs> like it was during the pandemic, but, but like some signals that were improving uh, for people like first-time homebuyers. It's tough to imagine. And yet when I was at Inman Connect, and in my conversations with brokerage leaders and 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 lend, mortgage lender leaders, it seems like it's pretty hot at open houses and in terms of mortgage apps. So I guess we'll just have to see how the next couple of weeks go. You know, we are going to have this traditional, hopefully, this traditional push in terms of supply throughout February and March. Um, so we'll just have to see. Yeah, and you know, you can think about those first-time home buyers. One of the things that keeps the market uh, at a standstill right now is that if I'm an existing homeowner and I have a 3% mortgage, it's really difficult for me to sell that house and buy a new house at a 6% mortgage. But if I'm a first-time homebuyer, I don't have that hurdle. So I have fewer competitors on the next property. And so that's like the, some encouraging signs uh, out there for, to, to get a little, uh, a little motion in the market. And, and we know from our reporting and, and Logan's analysis that 2020 to 2024 is the best demographic patch in history in terms of first-time homebuyers coming to market and bringing their demand. So that that's, that that's surge of millennials, it. yeah, that surge exactly. of millennials, yeah. And and my you know the much maligned millennial, my you know my 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 gut says that uh, that that. That like they're buying houses and you know that's that time of life and they want to buy houses and I don't uh, I don't have any I don't have any data that says that would change right so so that seems like an underlying uh, driver of demand for the next couple of years. So Mike, we're we're already starting to integrate Altos data and insights into housing wire news into Real Trends news, but if our audience have questions for you or want to get access to Altos research data, what's the best way for them to find you? To see the data for your local market, uh, to communicate with your, your buyers and sellers or your clients or your, that want to know what's happening, that, that need to get the real-time message, you just go to altosresearch.com and grab local data for your team, grab local data. You can book time with our team and get a free consult for like, how do I interpret the local data? Uh, that's at altosresearch.com. And you can go grab that and we can get you your, you know, every zip code in the country right now. Uh, you can reach me. You can follow me on Twitter, Mike Simonson on Twitter, or uh, the YouTube channel, the Altos Research YouTube channel is where we publish videos once a week. We also do our webinars and our podcast series as well. Thanks so much, Mike. I hope to have you back on Housing Wire Daily soon. Success might look different this year, but it's out there for those willing to work for it. 
That's why 2023's Gathering of Eagles will focus on forging opportunities, the perfect chance for industry leaders to take a proactive approach to continually move the needle in their businesses and the real estate industry at large. Gathering of Eagles will bring together the nation's top residential real estate CEOs, presidents, and C-level leadership teams to grow, network, and set the pace for what's next in our industry. 2023's GOE is at Omni Barton Creek Resort in the rolling hill country of Austin, Texas from June 18th until the 21st. Learn more and register your spot on the events page at realtrends.com. And we can't wait to see you in Austin. Thanks for listening to Housing Wire Daily. If you haven't already, we'd love for you to take a minute to rate the show or leave a comment. We'll see you back here on Monday for more news and insight.